0: He could have been baby mantis. <laughs> which we call mantis.
1: Mantis. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Welcome back everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we may know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if that's a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Superstore. Superstore went six seasons with 113 episodes on NBC. Today we're talking about episode one, which was called Pilot, originally airing November 30th, 2015. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags, with me as always the guys for gordo nick and joe how's it going guys
1: hey yo yo
0: i don't want it soft i want it out of me <laughs> a lot of gordo humor in this episode
1: for real i, I thought about that yep. a lot Also, i would like to preface this real quick i have not finished superstore and i know some of you have so don't spoil anything for me if you go to the future
2: well we're not supposed. in theory, yeah, we're not really supposed
3: to even talk about episode two. I know I really watch not- the whole episode. <laughs> I can't believe in the finale everyone dies.
1: <laughs> Another tornado.
2: <laughs> Amy wakes up and the whole thing was a dream.
1: Oh no, the Roseanne <laughs> one.
2: She's been working at
0: Target the whole time. She wakes up and they're all just wearing traveling pants.
2: So um before we even go any further though, I want to remind everyone S1E1 podcom Also, S1E1Pod is where you can find all our socials like Twitter and Instagram. Please give us a follow. And then on everything else, rate, review, do all that stuff. Really means a lot to us. So if you can go ahead and do that, spread the word, let people know, that does a lot. So thank you. But yeah, let's get into Superstore. Um, The show as a whole, guys, has everyone seen it to some degree before we did this episode
3: or is anyone completely new?
4: I've seen seen it completely new. Of course you are.
3: You're slowly turning into Joe. I mean, back to the original opposite of Joe.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've seen everything. I feel like <laughs> Ferg and I watch too much television.
3: I watch way, I watch way too much
4: television. Where do you find the time?
0: It's in the hours where I try to sleep and can't.
4: Yep. No, I can't do. I'm always browsing YouTube.
0: You're looking at memes of apes and gorillas, and we're watching <laughs> fucking sitcoms from forty years ago. Usually,
4: investments, Joe. Uh, Investments. pardon me nfts
0: although I will say i found some tv show that's about european super movers it's like <laughs> how are we gonna get these ten thousand cars from india to north korea and it is the best <laughs> thing to sleep to of all time it is like weird human catnip
2: would you think that between the hours of 10 p.m and like 4 a.m joe would somehow find a way to watch every television show that's ever come out
0: <laughs> that's what i've been doing since i was like 11 years old that's why i can tell you every device to like wkrp in cincinnati and all these but he doesn't shows. want to
1: dedicate the time to watch the marvel movies not enough time for those yeah no not enough time
0: i just don't care about somebody walking in and being like
1: waka waka now it's time to do
0: this and then there's other end scene credits and it's the same thing Fozzie bear doesn't
2: join the avengers until way later in, the, in that <laughs> uh, well now i feel like so, it's a spoiler right? yeah, yeah but, but he is be. in
3: superstore which uh we're covering today
2: all right, yeah, so yeah, we should probably talk about Superstore right now. To go over it again, Gordo's the only one who hadn't seen it going in, into this episode, but to recap everyone who's new to us, all we do is watch the pilot episode, and even though some of us have seen it, we're going to pretend as if we have, and we're going to talk about the pilot exclusively or do our best to. Let's get right in from the opening. Starts off with, um, you just kind of hear narration going, and you're seeing all these various shots of the store itself. What you hear is the American Superstore, one-stop shopping for everything you could ever want or need. Do you want to be thinner, fatter, happier, sadder? Are you looking for friendship or solitude or even love? As this is happening, like I said, we're seeing all different shots of the store itself, and we're getting weird little kind of examples to go along with the things he's saying. So when he's talking about do you want to be thinner, you see a girl like on the
0: treadmill, like on (laughs) on top of the shelf? Yeah, the treadmill's on like a five-foot-tall display.
3: Yeah, so they... they this whole intro and any, like, transitional shot in this whole show is just the equivalent of that Meanwhile at Walmart cl- uh, meme that, like, goes around just, Yeah, like, shows people.
0: Yeah, I do appreciate the interstitials are just, like, the characters because it adds another element to the show, right? It's not just about these people at work. You forget sometimes in these workplace comedies that there are customers, and right, <laughs> those are sometimes the most interesting, you know, pieces of it.
2: Yeah, so I don't know. Like, do you guys want to talk about it right now, or should we wait until we get a little further in, like, the store itself? Should we just get into it now? Let's get into it now, sure. What they do a good job of here, for those of you who haven't seen Superstore, is it looks like they're filming it live at like a Walmart or a Target. Like, so it's-
1: the pilot was shot in an operational store. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Yeah. So they like um, they just kind of redecorated parts of the store, but some like customers you see in the background of this of this episode are actual customers in a store that they were just filming in for the pilot. And then they moved to, like, they have multiple sound stages for different parts of the store as the season progresses. Yeah, and, so.
2: and you know, to peel back is, you know, we have watched it. It's seamless. After the pilot, it doesn't look any different when they go to the sound stages. Yeah. It's, it's no, amazing, yeah. the set that they created.
0: Right. I will say one thing that throws me off. I think you see it for, like, a quick glimpse in this episode. I know you see it later on, but you see it in this one. Is it all the Blu-rays and DVDs or whatever are all spying out? oh Oh, yeah yeah yeah. they're not cover-facing you imagine going to like target or something and being like oh i'm gonna look through the blu-rays so i can find something fun to watch this weekend and everything was just like library booked out like that happens to like never spend the time a lot of shows until they start making money (laughs) 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 i'd be alphabetizing i'd be going
2: nuts once shows start like making money that's when they can like show products because now the companies want them in So if you look at like early episodes of a lot of shows, uh, the office, I'm sorry, I always bring up comes to mind. If you were in the break room and you see the vending machine, everything was flipped backwards because they don't have like the rights to like show any of those products.
0: And then it's all nuts, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, no, um... Hers. hers
0: hers yeah
1: that was the thing that I just had to look it up because I can it was a redressed Kmart in Burbank California for the pilot of this show um apparently I meant to look for this too but I forgot about it you can see kmart signage throughout the episode too I guess oh interesting really also, I want to go Kmart's back still yeah. exists at the time I mean this was what 2000 not that 15? old
0: i think they still do too because i think kmart ended up buying sears and that was one of those things that was sort of like a mental gymnastics like as a kid growing up you always thought of sears is like the big anchor store in the mall and they were like the big deal but they were actually owned by kmart
1: there are currently 12 kmart stores remaining in the country there's just 12
4: yeah they just yeah. had a big like sell-off like they're that going under
0: is so ultimately depressing Nick, oh. where's the closest one can we go to one
1: yeah. <laughs> not one in, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts.
0: Joe, you you wouldn't go if it was one town over from you and you want to go to the closest one. <laughs> a pilgrimage to the last big K, <laughs> I will do, okay? There is
1: a big K in Brockton. Brockton. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised we have one of the
3: last 13 they're down to six now i just noticed and 20 that was an
1: old article and as of 2021 there are six left so let's go burn that motherfucker down (laughs) (laughs) five left
2: motherfucker
1: (laughs) i'd rather not re-experience
0: my youth in department stores and have to go to the south shore to get back into the show a little bit so you guys know
2: the store that they work at is called cloud nine that's their version of it's really most mirroring like walmart and target it's supposed to be of like that level of you know,
0: store like much more of a Walmart than a Target though. Even this Target superstores, this feels much more big boxy in Walmart. But you
2: know what you're basing that on?
0: Blue. They wear blue.
2: Yes, in the vests. They don't, don't know wear vests. Target. I, sw- I swear, if they were, if it was the same thing and they were wearing red, you
0: would go kind of like a Target.
1: I mean, what is really the difference yeah. between a Walmart and a Target?
0: Blue and red. I, <laughs> blue and red. I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think don't...
0: Walmart's bigger, and Walmart sells guns.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so anyways, after the intro, we see this, um, it like cuts to a girl who's working behind the jewelry counter, and that's, uh, her name's Amy, and um, that's played by America Ferrara.
1: You don't know that yet. That's at the end of the episode.
2: It's fine. Well, we're not going to wait until the very end of the episode to reveal the character's name, because it will be very hard to have a <laughs> right conversation. Right
1: it's Ramona.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ramona. America Ramona.
2: But, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> America, she um best known as Ugly Betty. That was like her huge breakout role before this show came out. I've
1: never uh, seen that show, okay. so you found one I haven't this seen. This was the first thing I've ever seen this girl in.
2: You guys don't remember like Ugly Betty? It was like a phenomenon no. when it came
3: out. I remember its existence. I just yeah, never watched it, so I couldn't have told you, oh, that's Ugly Betty. But that, was yeah, her that wasn't like thing. pitched
0: for us, you know? No. I also very much remember the Traveling Pants movies, but again, that wasn't like something we'd go see rather right, than being right. really popular.
2: And, uh, she's, uh, she's the employee there and she's talking to a customer who's, uh, his name's Bo and he's played by Johnny Pemberton, who, um, I don't know if you guys are too familiar with him. He's a comedian by trade. Like he does a lot of stand up and stuff, but I don't know. He was on the like, show a bunch. Yeah. I wouldn't know like other than like from here originally and then like later finding out. I didn't know too much about him, but yeah, in any event, he's the customer and he's at the jewelry counter and he's trying to buy a cubic zirconia knockoff called plastic clear. <laughs> And he was upset because he wanted the eight dollars ones, but I guess these are a whopping ten dollars. So it's showing you a little bit about where where he sits in society that he's trying to buy an engagement ring, but he didn't want to, you know, gum up ten dollars. Uh, it was his trying original to get budget. The
3: knockoff of the knockoff.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also like to think that somewhere in like the Pacific Northwest, there's an all Everclear cover band called Plasticlear. And they're playing right now to, like, seven people in some bar, and I wish we were all there. It's
3: actually former members of Everclear. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone who used
0: to be in the band. He uh, he thought that
2: he was being suckered in. Like, oh, you reel us in with, like, you know, the $8 ones, and then we get here, and then all you get is a $10. It's like, yeah, I don't know if that's that's how they go about doing that. But uh, he's got, like, a, his... I, I'm trying to define how his character is. He's very...
4: He very rough. much reminds me of Luann's boyfriend from King of the Hill. Okay. Whatever is Buckley. Okay. Buckley.
1: Yeah, Buckley. Buckley's angel. Ferg, I think (laughs) maybe you're the only one who has watched it, but he reminds me of J-Rock from Trailer Park. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he kind of does. Know what I'm saying? You know what, know what I'm saying.
2: After the conversation they have, he does uh, muster up the ten dollars and decides that he's gonna grab that ring and he takes off. And you know, she says like, "Oh, you know, I hope you and your fiance are very happy together." And like, as he's like away far enough, she goes, "And you don't procreate." And then uh, that's when she tells her boss Glenn that she needs to take a little time off for a little mental health break. Her boss Glenn is played by Mark McKinney, who's hilarious. Oh, Kids
0: oh in the Hall. God. He's in the greatest Saturday Night Live sketch of all time. Which one? Uh, The sketch where he is a teenage girl being taken home from babysitting with Chris Elliott as the dad, and he feeds her a bunch of Zima. Yeah, the Zima. (sighs) That tastes like candy. Tastes like candy. And then it gets so dark and then it ends with him in jail screaming, I would do it again. <laughs> like, oh my god. How did they let this on TV? I
2: forgot that he had like a cup of tea with SNL as well, but Yeah. I he also too. had that yeah. great
0: sketch, a pretty recurring sketch with Mike Myers where they're both like soccer hooligan skinheads where they would just drink and like smash their heads into glasses. Like he had like a really weird bunch <laughs> of characters in SNL.
3: So when I said um Fozzie was on the show this Super- That's what I was referring to because he has the voice of a muppet. Yeah, he does. He, has he a, definitely has a muppet voice. And it's cuz it and it's not his like
2: natural voice. Natural, so it's yeah, like no. you would think it would almost be like difficult for him to speak that way. It's so animated and like like I couldn't replicate it if I tried. I couldn't try to do that voice. <laughs> no.
3: Nope. I was going to try, but I just embarrassed myself
1: as this show goes on. He he cuts ahead as my favorite character so hard because I mean, even in this episode, you can he he's just so goofy and in all the right ways. Like it's not like annoying, goofy or anything like that. He's just a huge goofball and I love it. And even
0: when he does things like where like you'd you'd be so mad if you had a boss who was like trying to do like crazy religious things or anything. <laughs> right. Maybe, like, right oh, but his I'll inflection. With but yeah. with him, you're just like, ah, I'm fine with that. know. <laughs> You have your faith, big guy. (laughs) Yeah, you can do whatever you want, bud. I'm not mad. So
2: from that scene, we cut to... Like a job interview that's going on, and I what I thought was weird is that the job interview is happening like right in the middle of the floor. I know some people kind of do stuff like that some stores, but a place like this is big enough. It's a giant department store. They have definitely offices and rooms in the back where they can be conducting interviews, so they don't have to do it like in the middle of the like fake lawn furniture section.
0: When I worked at Staples in high school, we had like the big back section that was where you put all like the desks and uh like desk chairs and stuff so like you'd make them you could test them out and then you buy them and they had one set up right in the middle that had a computer on it that that's where you took like your i don't want to call it online but inline application thing so you could just walk in and sit down spend 45 minutes taking an application to get a job there and people did all the time so if your job was somebody bought a desk chair and they were like go put this together for the customer you had to just sit next to somebody being like unemployed <laughs> like <laughs>
1: eight dollars an hour it's like it's such a nightmare it's not really um a great way to advertise wanting to work there either
0: (laughs) some sweating shithead teenager putting a chair together covered in grease being mad about it
1: have any of you guys ever had to do like a job interview
2: like a person-to-person interview in the open like that i've never had a job where that's been the case
1: not in the open in the open like that not really no open
4: kind of actually
1: food service it happens a lot gordo was on a casting couch once (laughs)
4: <laughs> who's boner <laughs> he didn't get the going job to, going <laughs> stuck in the laundry <laughs> no but in restaurants you do that sometimes you'll um you'll walk in because obviously there's really no place for you to to sit other than like where the customers sit so sometimes it can be before service or during service where you speak to a manager so yeah i've done that i wonder if that's just like the, the character because you know she's
3: like a workaholic like and like really takes the building serious so maybe she was like i don't want to stop working i'm gonna do two things at once
2: i mean possibly and for the record who you're talking about is uh dina and so yeah dina's conducting this job interview uh with a man named jonah and you can tell right from the bat that she has like a bit of a crush on him so as she's going through His uh, applications. She's she's a little flustered just talking to him to begin with, and then he is dreamy. He is, (laughs) and uh, she kind of works into the conversation. Oh, it doesn't say anywhere if you have a girlfriend, and he's like, "Is that is there a space for that?" (laughs) It's like, "Oh, there's a section here if there's like anything else that you know we should know." Some people volunteer it.
0: Also, Dina, (laughs) one of two cast members in this episode who were in. Paul Blart: Mall Cop Two, which is the funniest (laughs) thing in the world to me.
3: The movie, or just that she was in it?
0: No, they were both in the movie. Like two people in this show were both in that movie.
3: (laughs)
2: Yeah, and uh, Dean is played by Lauren Ash, and Jonah is Ben Feldman or Feldman. Feldman. Jonah, like I'm trying to think, Silicon Valley.
1: The the only only thing I know him from. Yeah, Yeah.
2: like I know him from that, and then also
1: I don't know, like. I've gone through his IMDb a bunch of times because he reminds me of somebody, but I think Scott that's Scott, is. Scott Baio. Scott Bayo. Scott Baio yeah. Is, is, yeah, I think, but. You all Jonah stole my charge. fire. I was gonna that was going to say that
3: next.
0: Jonah Bobla.
1: Like,
3: if they have a remake, Charles in Charge, they better fucking call him up. <laughs> Who'd play
0: yeah. Buddy in a remake of Charles in Charge, though? God.
1: I don't know. He you really need to recast it?
0: Charles we'll just get I forget who played buddy originally but we'll just get him too. to his weird old friend <laughs> he was a uh, Bible Charles. right that guy went on to be Bible man afterwards oh yeah he did become Bible man him and Kirk uh, Cameron both really went off the deep end there
4: is that what what Avengers movie was that <laughs> it was uh, a
0: endgame funny thing because I've seen to... more of the Kirk Cameron Bible man movies than I've seen any of the Avenger movies.
4: Wait, that's a real thing? Bible man? Bible man, yeah. We'll take this offline,
0: but get ready to have your entire night taken over. Yeah.
2: But let's not take over this entire show with it. So, uh, (laughs) let's move on real quick and uh like i said dina's lauren ash do you guys recognize her from anything before this i really
1: no i didn't No, yeah
2: paul blart Molocop part two <laughs> was that already did that predate the this
0: show 2015 a, a, actually it could have been first it could have been before it may have been yeah but i definitely saw that before i saw this show i came to this show a few seasons in but i saw the Molocops as they came out so terrible <laughs> the first one's not that bad the second one really undoes all of the first one
2: i will i don't want to have too much paul blart 2 talk <laughs> but i can say one year for like mother's day i think me and my mom went to the show and saw it because we we're like let's just go to the movies it's mother's day and that was the closest to anything we could mutually agree on so we're like
0: all right fuck it we'll just see paul blart too it's like either that or like a re-screening of like chocolate or something you're like yeah, yeah we're not gonna do that mom
4: you know we probably it's shouldn't chocolate. be talking about it because ferg is banned from the uh king of queens subreddit so they'll it's never true. hear it <laughs> Yes.
3: So I know we um we bring up The Office a lot, but she's like the closest character to Dwight. Oh, yeah. she's the Dwightest Dwight that
0: ever yeah, did. She, she is sure.
1: Dwight. 100%. Yep.
0: Which makes me think of when Dwight works at Staples. Her character
1: is literally just when Dwight works at Staples for those two episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Which is funny because he does his talking heads... Out in the open, sitting at one of those desks. He like does it's actually, yeah. Yeah.
2: After this interview, we kind of cut back to Amy, and she's sitting there, and you see a customer walk by, and like there's like a pyramid of toilet paper, and the guy grabs one like from in the middle, which starts to collapse a bunch of them down. And that's when Amy and Jonah meet for the first time. Amy's coming back from her little mental health break, so she's not in uniform, so Jonah doesn't realize that she's a coworker or her superior, uh, his superior rather, as he's cleaning up. She doesn't know he just interviewed, so she's like, oh, you don't have to, don't worry about it. And he's saying, no, I work here, don't worry. And she's like, oh, you work here? It's like yeah yeah and the conversation's kind of like I know I don't look like someone who would work here and he's kind of like demeaning the job or anyone who works there. Uh again, unaware that she works there. In this conversation, is it apparent to you guys right away that like this is these are the two that they're going to try to pair together? The oh, Will yeah, they right won't away. they? Yeah. Yep. It looks like it was very obvious from the moment that they like, you know, locked up in that scene.
0: I thought at least. Yeah, I also love the idea that like there's no real uniforms there. You just wear a smock. So like when you go on break or whatever, you can just take it off and be a regular person. And it gives you a whole bunch of stuff to play with where is somebody an employee? Is we just wearing a blue vest? If Ernest walked in, you'd assume he was an employee.
3: I did work at Target at one time in my life, but I've gone to the Target wearing a shirt and people thought I was an
0: employee right yeah like that's target's kind of smart because they must save millions on just being like just wear a red shirt it doesn't yeah, matter it's just dress code.
3: Yeah, they just print uh name tags all they yeah it's you. so smart
4: i kind of want to go into a target wearing a red shirt and then just tell people to go fuck themselves <laughs> but what okay. do you gain from that really aside from getting banned from Target? instagram followers <laughs> oh, well, oh is that <laughs> what your game
0: is, is that what you're going for
3: instagram it, it,
4: followers? i gotta I, I gotta go for something the apes aren't paying for themselves
3: they don't have to pay for uniforms but if you don't already have those things you have to buy them from target it's like double profit
4: right they sell basics you just buy a red shirt (laughs) i mean if someone told me go buy a red polo shirt target would probably be the first place i think of
0: yeah yeah that'd be the off the bat one
4: i get mine from cloud nine
2: yeah and uh the one other thing i want to mention about this exchange is when it's finally revealed that amy works there is because another character cheyenne who's clearly pregnant walks up and asks if she can take a quick break and amy's one who grants permission so that's when Jonah realizes not only does Amy work there, but, you know, it's probably a person of power over him. Cheyenne, uh, I think her name is uh, Nicole Sakura. I don't know her from anything before or even after. I haven't. She had a big role in the show through its run, but I really don't recognize her other outside of uh, Superstore.
0: Yeah, nothing else for me either. This is the first time I saw her and I can't place her from anything else, but she's very funny. I'm sure she'll be great at her stuff. I mean, she's super good in the show.
2: From there, we get the intro, which is a really basic, just, you know, name of the show, quick little jingle, like, few bars, and then it moves on.
1: I love this jingle. It's, like, the shortest thing that gets stuck in my head. Like,
3: doo doo do, doo 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 yeah. doo Yeah,
1: it's, it just, it gets the point across really well, but it's also very, very catchy. I like it a lot
0: now this is episode almost 50 right for us 45 45 right so we're 45 episodes in which means in a very analytical way we have for the 45th time watched the intro to a sitcom How, does everybody feel like this is a good way to go or a bad way to go i personally i'm Shorter like oh, is shorten out. Um, i love it yeah
1: i agree
3: I, i'm in the minority i i like a, a long like like really good um sorry not sitcom I like a, a good intro you know gets stuck in your head it really you know, do depends you want it every me.
0: time or do you want it to be like first of episode of every season and then the syndication cut down no,
3: I still I, I still want it but you can give a shortened down version where you cut cut out a verse <laughs> I still want yeah. the song Give I will say though Some tales.
0: of them like I couldn't handle Woo! Not singing the whole Jefferson song You know what I mean Like there are some That you're like Well that's Exactly
4: song. Yeah I'm, I'm with Ferg Give me like a DuckTales Give me like A Happy Days Which Happy Days They do too I don't the know main the, the, the main one The main one days are around
0: Yeah well, the first season they do Rock Around the Clock.
4: No, not that one. The other one. The the other one. That yeah, in the no first one.
0: season, he also had a brother who disappeared. His name is Clint <laughs> Howard,
3: and he's in lots of things.
4: <laughs> Hold on, we'll, we'll guys, we'll talk about how do you know that.
3: No, Clint Howard is a real person. Ron Howard's real brother.
4: How much real estate does the cast of Happy Days? It's Ron. It's
3: his real brother. He's talking about his like shoot brother. Yeah, Yeah, he's not talking about the
0: character. He's
3: he's talking about Ron Howard's (laughs) actual brother, Clint. Big gap in his teeth.
0: Clint Howard is an actor who's in a lot of things. You would know him right away. He's in. He's in everything. He's in Rock and Roll High School. He's in Seinfeld. He's in everything. The Ice Cream Man. <laughs> the ice cream man backdraft
2: okay okay but anyways because we've we keep drifting quite a bit in this episode so let's go
0: watch backdraft
2: again the intro short i think it's good for a lot of modern shows just because it gives you a little bit more time for the actual episode you know you're cutting a, it's a 22 minute show so you're getting a bonus
4: minute you know what it is too with these short these short intros is that now in the day and age of streaming you can skip them so why put The uh, money and effort into making a long drawn out song. It is a great
1: point, actually. Yeah.
0: Also, if you had a, if you used to have a one minute long intro and now you have a 30 second one, that's one more commercial you can sell if you're on regular TV. Or
1: it's one more scene you can put in it. That's the way I look at it. I would rather put, you know, instead of having a 22 minute show, with a minute long intro i'd rather get that one minute a minute's a long time as far as a scene goes when too. you only have
2: 22 minutes to work right. with for the entirety of the show yeah
1: exactly so when you see something like friends or like the shows we were just talking about that's a whole scene right there you could have just put it back in that's why i like these little quick ones
3: so we a few a few of us watch the show peacemaker and without that intro i don't think that show would be as successful as it is and it's a great show yeah man that's a good intro
0: peacemaker is the first show i can ever i remember in a very long time where i never skip the intro me too
1: but i will say this i would prefer it if it was longer sometimes Sometimes, some that show just ends all the time on me and it drives me fucking nuts yeah i kind of wish i found that show later so i could watch it all at once the only yeah, other thing
2: I yeah. want to say about, um, like intros though that comes to mind is there's a lot of times where when a show has the same intro for like years and years, inevitably there's changes to the cast and then you have to like recut and remake an intro like all the time when there's like new main characters or features or people leave. So that's not
3: tough though. That's just dragging a clip in. Oh, I didn't know you did a lot of intro editing. <laughs> It's the one thing I can do is uh, edit intros. It's intro more work. <laughs> for
0: an expert at that.
2: Yeah, so after that, we uh, cut to the break room for the first time, which, again, when we talk about sets, like, the store looked great. The break room looks great. This looks like break rooms I've had. Like, it was very believable. I, I just think every piece of this set in is just so spot on that it really enhances like the believability of the show
4: yeah yeah i mean it, i think that like nick said earlier it definitely was shot someplace but if it looks the same going into other episodes i would believe that that's a real store 100
0: oh yeah it's seamless after that the only thing it's missing from break rooms i've been in like that before is there needs to be a tv with rabbit ears playing half reception uh spanish language or french language uh soap operas i feel like that's all those jobs you walk in because Salt on the middle of the day that the rabbit ears will get is whatever local channel.
2: When I worked at a supermarket, we used to just keep the game show network on because it was like just one of those things everyone could agree on. So it's just like all day game shows. That's all we watched. Show me Del all <laughs> right R. I. P. Louis Anderson. In this little break room situation they're having kind of like a, a a bit of a team meeting of sorts where uh dina and glenn are standing in front of everybody and first dina's going over like some <laughs> stuff where she's showing like the difference between decongestant and uh meth <laughs> and i don't know how often that that came up in the store but
4: no she's talking about how you can't sell a whole bunch of decongestants because people make meth
3: oh was that it all yeah, right cause Cheyenne yeah. sold 40 of them to one yeah. guy. And she's like, oh, he told me he had a really bad cold.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. You can't actually buy a lot of decongestants now without having...
3: Yeah, it's legit against It's a, a legit against the law.
4: Yeah. And I like
2: yeah. that um, Garrett, who we'll talk about a little bit later, is like, am I the only one who thinks it's weird that she's walking around with a bag of crystal meth? <laughs> she yeah. just has that. Yeah. <laughs> And then we also get, this is when Glenn wants to introduce the two new employees, which is, uh, Jonah, who we saw in his interview process, and then Mateo as well. Mateo is a, like, very effeminate gay character on the show. He's... Filipino, I believe.
0: I believe so. Yeah, yeah. he's also in Paul Blart: Mall Cop Part Two. <laughs> he's the second one.
2: He's played by uh, Nico Santos. Again, other than Paul Blart Two, I can't think of a lot of acting credits but that I'm aware to. of.
0: Uh, Mantis. Oh, if only right. he was in Mantis, <laughs> he could have been Baby Mantis, <laughs> which we call Bantus. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? I'm sorry.
3: It caught me off guard.
4: <laughs> he said it like the like the fro-yo in The Simpsons. Yeah, that's what I was doing, yeah. <laughs> the
0: mantis is also cursed. <laughs>
4: during
2: this whole uh, process uh he asked the two to stand up and like address themselves really quick at first jonah has a pretty short and sweet like hey everyone like i'm jonah just happy to be working here and like you know nothing nothing out of this world just here to have fun <laughs> mateo gets up and he just gives like a much more involved speech where he says that he wants to spread his wings and see how far he can fly so now like jonah feels like he's been one up so jonah gets back up to be like i uh, also want to spread my wings <laughs> just for the record
0: this is like being at a family Thanksgiving and it's like, we're going around the table and everyone says what they're thankful for. And you're just like, I'm thankful for, I have the day off. And the person next to you is just like, family is so important and we're all here. And you're like, oh, horse shit. I was trying to get through this. <laughs> and, uh, yes. And also, I want to
2: say during the scene, um, before that, you get a lot of back and forth between Jonah and Amy where they're still kind of like bickering back and forth. And I don't know. Like, again, it's, it's it's very clear that even though they
3: do not like each other, I think it's very apparent that there's, you know, some sparks.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
3: I think, like, I can understand her being mad at the time, but she draws this out for a while. It's like, get over it.
2: Well, I think it's, you know, she's probably reflecting on where she's at in life, and she thought that she'd be positioned somewhere different than just working at a department store, and then he comes in and kind of demeans the job, so she's just taking it personal. It's not so much about his, like, job performance or anything like that. It's more a reflection of how she feels and how he made her feel about her decisions.
0: What's weird to me about this, though, is that, like, I have seen and been part of, like, on my own end, like, feeling like uh my job whatever maybe it's not what it should be at this age like right? a lot of people have gone through that before but i feel like that's never inwardly to people who also work where you work right
3: everyone's like yeah this place sucks yeah, it's like
0: it's weird to be like i can't believe i'm stuck at this retail job retail co-worker it's like yo, that person's right there with you it's not yeah. like you should take the aggression out on them who's doing the exact same thing as you like now there's anything wrong with that job it's just, but that's a that's the wrong person to lash out to a customer, sure, but not another employee. Well I like how at the
3: the end of the the meeting he goes, Usually I end the meeting with a Bible verse, but um it was reported to like corporate that I was doing it so I'm not like allowed to. And then you find out it was Dina dude, yeah. Dina that reported him, and she's like, I'm Catholic too, but uh, when we're working, this handbook is my Bible. They, they just have, like, a, like, they go back and forth with, I'll
1: pray for you, I'll pray for you hard. It's like, I'm gonna pray just, for you so hard. Also, <laughs> very Dwight. This is such a Dwight. This, this is, is the, yeah, this is the yeah. point where she turned to, like, yeah. Dina Shrew. When Glenn's
2: like, I'm praying harder <laughs> than you, I know how. So, <laughs> 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 oh, and, uh. And it closes out with um that's when uh Glenn just plays the Jurassic Park theme on his phone and holds it up in the air. <laughs> yes.
3: There's no time I can hear that and not get it stuck in my head for at least an hour. But
2: why the Jurassic Park theme? Like, did he think that that was a different song? Like, was that no, supposed was to be like Olympics? Welcome to Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, okay. And he says, okay. Welcome to
0: Cloud Nine.
2: Got it. Okay. That that went over my head.
0: Cloud <laughs> Nine finds a way. <laughs>
2: but uh yeah so from there we get the scene where it's Jonah and Garrett and they're just kind of going through the aisles together and Jonah's kind of like hey any like kind of training like I've just been kind of wandering from department you know to department just trying to look like I'm you know busy and that's when Garrett gives him the tip like I'll oh, just carry a box like you know whatever and so he throws him a box and uh you know whenever you have a box in your hand it looks like you're busy which was a nice little tip because it really did make
3: busy. Yeah, I used to do that at Target I would walk around with like a, a box then <laughs> play with toys in the toy aisle <laughs>
0: That's probably the best way to get rid of, like, anybody bothering you if you work at, like, the UPS store or, like, the UPS factory. Just walk around in circles either with an empty box. People just assume you're doing something.
2: That's probably why all my packages are taking days and days to get here all
3: the
1: time.
0: Probably. Also, you didn't mention Garrett, who is one of the sleeper best characters of Parks and Rec.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's up there. That's called? right.
3: The animal uh, control people.
0: They throw the dead birds at the wedding. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, yeah and uh, he's played by Colton Dunn and um yeah and I thought it was kind of interesting for the show that they had Garrett's character he's in a wheelchair
3: but they don't like they don't address it much which is great and it just he just exists in that world that way yeah, I would understand that if he was really in a wheelchair but he's not in a wheelchair on um Parkton Wreck. no he doesn't need one in real life like exactly. Colton doesn't need one Garrett like does. I'm, I'm I I assumed that he was a I, I forgot he was in Parkton Wreck, I I assumed they just they hired him Uh, He was already in a wheelchair, and he's a good actor. I
2: did, too. Like, I forgot that it was... Like, I didn't connect that I was the same guy at first when I started watching Superstore, and then, like, you know, Googled out of curiosity one day, like, oh, does this guy really you know use a wheelchair i was like oh okay and i just thought it was an interesting choice pl- you know places
3: like target uh target i'm sorry walmart have like policies where you know they they give benefits to you know handicap people, give give them a chance to work when right. otherwise sometimes it's called they the
4: couldn't... equal employment yeah. opportunity every employer is supposed and to do that
3: wa- walmart is great about that though you they are that, they like, are and i think that maybe is where the reference came from it but... makes sense yeah no they are but i do i love that it's, it's really not not talked about it's just as a matter of fact hey he's in a wheelchair they
1: there is one episode later in the seasons where jonah gets curious about why he's in it garrett kind of just fucks with him the whole time but at a certain point he's like listen if i tell you why i'm in a wheelchair you will automatically put me in a box of those types of people and he goes if you don't know you can't do that so i'm not going to tell you and that's as far as I know, they never get into it. I don't think that. they
2: do, no. I yeah. love
1: that they don't. Yeah, that's great. Just like why
0: why bring it up if you don't have to? Like let it be what it is, it doesn't matter. Right.
2: Anyways, that scene concludes kinda well travels into the point where Jonah and Garrett are walking and that's when Jonah discovers Amy again and then he kind of wants a fresh start because they've just you know been butting heads since the second that they met and he's like hey can we just like start over he's like I'm Jonah as you know and you're Ramona he's reading her name tag and that's when she's like nope that's not my name I just don't like random strangers using my name like we're buddies and then he's like right like how hookers don't like to be kissed on the lips and she's like did you just compare me to a hooker (laughs) he's like no
1: what a good idea though
2: to not kiss hookers on the lips i agree just well yeah say. that
1: too yeah but no not giving out your name yeah. i that, it is a good idea i would do that
2: we used to get in trouble for that at the supermarket i used to work at they were like really mad about it
1: i've never worked a job where i've had to wear a name tag unless you count the airport where you have to have your badge but like... i count the airport i would say <laughs> okay. i've had jobs like that and you don't think about it because you go on break and then
0: people think they're funny and you're like at a register or something people are just like oh hey have a good day joe and you have that weird sinking moment where you're like fuck do i know this person and i didn't recognize him and i'm a dickhead now. And they are like oh no they're just looking at my stupid name tag
2: i used to work at old navy as well where that was the other name tag situation that i used to have to be in but yeah no people will address you by your name all the time and not always in a condescending way sometimes it's just that's obviously why it's there right so they can address you and not call you like buddy in chief all day
0: i think it's more there so they can complain about you on yelp later well jason was an asshole and for a retired navalman (laughs) i will say i think the creation of
2: the name tag was a little before yelp so i don't know if that was the initial intent but
3: maybe suited that way now There were yelp reviews chiseled into the caves where uh, neanderthals <laughs> lived all right
0: fire good tire good <laughs> restaurant bad
2: <laughs> fire bad anyways after the hooker comment amy's like you know what you look bored so let me help you and then she hands him like a scan gun and teaches him how to like reprogram i guess a bunch of the stuff electronics had to go to 25 percent off so she's going over real quick and she's saying you know override do this do that and he's like are you paying attention I'm like yep yep go ahead and um she's like got it and then she kind of like leaves him off to his own and then from there we have this uh quick thing where amy's talking to a like <laughs> customer who's asking for the difference
3: between stool and laxatives. How do you not know the difference? Well, she runs away because she sees um what's his name proposing.
2: Right, because Cheyenne, and as we find yeah. out, Bo, who was the guy buying the plastic clear ring earlier, it turns out that he's the man who's marrying Cheyenne, the pregnant girl uh, from earlier on. Good for you, Bo.
0: Good for you, Bo. Cheyenne, you could do better. As
2: she's trying to stop him from doing this, though. this is We keep getting that lady who's uh, still trying to just talk about the stool softeners. And that was, uh, Joe, the quote that you said at the beginning of the episode, that I don't want it soft,
3: I just want it out of me. I just want
0: it out of me, yeah. Which I feel like uh, the soft makes it come out as well.
3: So, isn't that like, why is she even asking that? Because clearly she wants the laxatives.
0: <laughs> I, I want to say the packages explain rightfully so. I will say this. I mean, what the show
2: does a good job of, though, is interactions like this are real. Like, this yeah. is how yeah, customers 100%. act.
0: How dumb people are.
2: When you say, isn't that super obvious? Like, the way we normally dissect a sitcom, yes, it is. But in these worlds, <laughs> it is very likely that that will happen.
3: You of that scene in Parks and Rec when Ron's forced to sit at the circular desk and the woman's. Just following her around and she's <laughs> yeah. spinning. She's like, like there, there's a sign that says, don't use a sprinkler water. And well, I use it to make sweet tea and now I have diarrhea. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so th- that conversation kind of ends with Amy
2: interfering, uh, interfering and just trying to stop Cheyenne from doing it Just kind of give her the, why don't you just wait and think about it a little bit? And then, you know, but as that's happening, the customer is like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sleep on it because <laughs> she thinks he's talking to her the whole time.
0: That's like the idea of sleeping on. it. Like if you need one of those things, going home with no remedy is not going to make your day any better. No,
2: it's not.
3: What no. is the third thing she has like thickening or something like she has like oh, a couple of and she says. Something like, why is this a thing? <laughs> I wish I could remember what it was.
0: I was not thickening, because there's something about that word that makes me feel very uncomfortable. Thickening. <laughs> the thickening. Is it moist? <laughs>
2: what happens here uh, in between scenes is something that becomes a staple of the show. And Ferg, you talked about it earlier, like these transition scenes. And every time, it's just, you're seeing something kind of absurd that's happening in the store, but not something that's not plausible that could happen in the store. So here we're just seeing like a baby in a crib just by himself like someone just is shopping and left their baby in a display crib and uh the other thing i want to mention is in this quick little cutaway you can always hear music playing like through the pa system in this episode they're using a lot of real songs which i think they did in the early seasons and i'm sorry because i don't want like to go ahead but I-, I think eventually they went to like elevator music versions of songs or fakies but uh right here
0: we're hearing take on me by aha uh-huh. yeah they pay for the music rights on this one
2: yeah and uh, quite a few songs like there's a good chunk of songs for like the pilot episode of a television show so they put a lot of they were definitely very confident that this show is getting picked up because there's a lot of production and money in this episode
0: i think we're going to start seeing it more and more like i don't know how much you guys follow the news of this sort of stuff but like you know bob dylan you know, Neil Young, Stevie Nicks, like all these people who have these giant catalogs, Springsteen, are selling their the rights to their back catalogs now for just like huge sums of money. And I think that now that's gonna make it so a lot more popular music is gonna end up in shows and movies like that because it's gonna it's gonna be licensed out from the same people who own it. Didn't Michael Jackson like
3: own the entire like Beatles song? He owned a lot of the Beatles yeah, Beatles. He, ch- a lot of the Beatles songs, he bought yeah. it from Paul McCartney,
2: so I guess like whatever chunk that he had. But yeah, I mean it makes sense. Honestly, like if you're at the end of It'll your run and you're money. not gonna be like touring around a lot, you'd be like, all right, fuck it. Here's give me X amount of million dollars and I'll just take that payout, do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I think it's smart. I mean, for the amount of money too, like what Dylan and Springsteen got, like that much money, just like you could put that into a high yield account and your kids could live off the interest. Yeah, it's forever. generational wealth. Yeah. So I'm hoping we'll see more aha in other TV shows, is basically what I'm getting at.
2: The, <laughs> right from there, we get a quick little uh scene between Joan and Mateo. And they're the two new hires, right? So Jonah did whatever. And Mateo just kind of makes it very clear to him, like, hey, just so you know, you're my competition. So I'm kind of rooting for you to fail.
3: I just laugh at that because what competition? <laughs> right. He like, does well, that, Okay, thanks. Bye.
2: And walks off on him. And it's just kind of like, why? Yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> is there competition in your mind? Like They didn't say, hey, these are the two new recruits. At the end of the day, we'll be keeping one. <laughs> it's like, hey, these are the two new employees.
0: <laughs> right. Or it's not sales based on commission. It's not a promotion fight. It's just your two proles at this job,
2: right? And uh, there's a point where, as they're talking, he sees like Amy off in the distance, and he goes to wave to her. But behind her is Dina, and Dina's is just under the assumption that Jonah's waving at her. And as we talked about as early on as in the interview, like Dina has a thing for him, so now she's a little flustered, thinking that <laughs> oh, he's you know he's enemy. He's giving me a little wave. Uh, did you have any, like, expectations? Did you think there was going to be, like, a resolve to the Dina-Jonah story at all this episode, or?
0: No, this seems like the kind of thing that's, like, a seasons-long joke. Yeah. You know I mean? th- th- not only that, there's a few things, like, they kind of,
3: like, glaze over, like, at I don't want to get to the end, but there's a part where like he walks off to be with Amy, and like Dina's right there, and she doesn't react at all. And i like, I thought there should have been a scene where she at least like made a face,
2: looked a little jealous or something. Yeah, that's because America always wins.
4: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> USA. We uh we transition and we see Amy talking to somebody real quick, and as they're having this conversation, we start seeing all these customers just start flying down the aisles and like scurrying to the registers, and they can't figure out what's going on. And Glenn's like, could it be a race riot? It's so hard to tell in the early stages. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> and he's like, could it be the rapture? Uh, and then that's when they realized that Jonah, who was taught to do everything at 25% off, was hitting reprice instead of reduce or whatever. And that was... He was making everything 25 cents instead of 25% off. So now...
3: I'm happy about this, though, because that's karma. She was being a bitch to him, and she taught him fast on purpose and hoped he'd fuck up, but not fuck up like that, to that extreme. So she got what she had coming to her. Right. Instead of training him properly.
2: I think it was like her intent was he's going to have to come back with his tail between his legs and say, I couldn't figure it out, like, will you please explain
3: this better to me? But instead, he figured it out, but incorrectly, yeah. I want to give him credit, though. He missed one step, and it was an important step, but he remembered a
0: lot of shit. That's better than I would have done.
3: I forgot it instantly, and I I tried to report it in my head to see if I could even do it, and nope, not even close.
2: So here's my thing. So now there's basically a riot going on in the store, right? Because everyone's grabbing TVs and all these other big electronics, because everything's ringing in at a quarter.
3: You know, my issue with that is they're all grabbing, like, tiny TVs. No one's You don't see people running with big screens if it's 25 cents.
2: Do you know what my issue is? How does, how does everybody know that was my issue too yeah
0: like how does, the <laughs> how does get everyone know that? everything's yeah. a quarter
3: maybe the maybe it automatically updates the app
0: Line.
2: Like, did one person go to buy a TV and it rang up a quarter, and they just screamed it to everyone else? Hey, everybody, buy some
4: TVs! <laughs> Didn't Garrett on the customer service microphone say, "Oh, after. after later, yeah. as
2: it's going on, like as all this chaos, yeah, because yeah, oh, okay. now is every, everything is going, you see, like everyone's just scurrying down. Like I said, this absolute chaos.
3: Amy's outside having like a like a fight with a soccer mom. Amy's a hundred percent wrong here. That was rung up, and she was allowed to leave. You can't make her come in. You can't fight her and take the this- stuff back. and like
2: but even like that, yeah, that the woman didn't realize like that she was completely in the right she was almost trying to fight like no it's like it touched the car like making childhood rules but like you know you bought
0: it
3: it's fine <laughs> it's yours
0: yeah, you purchased it you left you have a receipt
3: <laughs> and they're like fighting over the it was basically uh three two one no one else can come right from <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: our norseman episode a few guys want to listen back and it makes sense because that woman also had a penis necklace on the entire time just <laughs> like a norseman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as
2: everyone's trying to run out of the store too, you see like the quick part too, where the um, the security guy
3: is just like "fuck this," and he just takes right off. Now is that character? I'm sorry to go ahead in the series. Is that character in the show in the future? Because I don't Frank, remember him. I don't know I don't if he
2: is. If he is, he's not a big player i don't remember but his name is frank in the episode and I, I really don't remember but yeah uh, during all this chaos again too like you had mentioned garrett's like on the intercom and he's like telling, you know attention shoppings everything's uh priced at a 25 cents it, it's a mistake being corrected stock up quick go 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 <laughs> I love Gary. He's loving the chaos. Yeah, I mean, what does it matter? You just work here, right? Like, just enjoy the fun. Who cares? Goes if it goes back to what Joe
3: said earlier. He just, he shows up to get his pay. He don't give a fuck about that place. So he no. just, You know, he's having fun with it. Where, like, no one has the pride that fucking Amy has. But no, this
4: place is the greatest.
0: Yeah, And like why fight it like his that they're not going to get in like, I mean, Jonah might get fired, but like nobody else is going to be in trouble for that. And you're not going to start tackling people.
3: Wow, that would that would fall on the floor of supervisor having a new employee repriced without properly training. Basically, I get Amy freaking out because this probably fall on her and maybe even up the Glenn because Cloud9 uh, Corporation is going to lose a lot of money. I would
2: say if we're going to really dissect this, though, right, if they put signs up, then you always have the argument when you get to the register, like there's a sign, then they have to honor it. They could change the price back like quickly, just like put like, something be in be the be system.
0: Be. Yeah, they could be like, oh, it's not scanning it. Yeah, then somebody could just change it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It
3: behave when the registers are down because they can't steal the stuff. They're just buying it for quarters. I love, too, though, that Jonah's bragging about it. He's very high on himself because he's like, I figured it out. I did. I'm killing this. And He fucked it up. He was <laughs> very happy. <laughs>
2: We also get during this is uh, Mateo being like, I don't want to be that guy. But if you had to compare my performance versus Jonah's,
3: because,
2: uh, <laughs> like, again, it's a competition for what? Like, why are you in competition with him?
3: I mean, he could do nothing for the rest of the day and win this fictional competition.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. this
2: is like he's he's playing with a big lead at this point. <laughs> And uh this basically ends with Dina running up with a shotgun and like blasting the air and saying sales over. And it, again, it's funny because I never would have yep. made the Dwight comparison until you guys brought it up. And now it's like it's so clear, like how similar those characters are.
0: Yep, And Dwight's shot a gun in the office. Dina's shot a gun yep. in the office. That's a girl's gun. That's just silly. <laughs> so can take Dwight with a the gun. And then we go to the
2: break room and Glenn's like, there's no need to identify whoever's at fault for this. Uh, we can l- just learn a lesson here. And Mateo's like, would that lesson be not letting Jonah reprice inventory in the future?
1: <laughs> Threw him right under. Yeah.
2: So cat. So catty. I love it. And, uh, this is when, like, we also get the little, like, during all this conversation, Jonah motes that he's sorry to Amy. And, uh, like, during the meeting, cause she's, like, standing off, like, towards, like, I don't know, the sink or whatever. And, but she gives, like, a little smile and kind of shakes her head, like, in a, in a more I don't hate you way, and, like, a way that, like, if your friend did something. So I guess this is the first time that she's really, I guess
0: him being humbled helped with her a little bit. She feels bad for him. It's also the moment here where you're like, maybe this doesn't matter that much. I mean, she's not even the main boss, right? Something like Glenn's angry. He's the right. one who would take hell for all right. of this. Yeah, it's not going to come and down. Gl- on and her. Glenn don't get angry. Yeah, he had too many and, zimas
2: And at this, at this point <laughs> of the, and uh, also during it, Jonah is sitting next to Garrett, and he's like, "Hey, do you know if employees are allowed to date supervisors?" And he's like, "I don't know why. He's like, I'm just curious." But Dean's like sitting right behind them and she's overhearing it and again now she's smiling because she's been under the impression this whole time that jonah has a thing for
3: her um so kind of a runner that's been going on this whole time ironically dina ends up with uh garrett in like one of the seasons but we don't know that pilot pilot
0: <laughs> pilot pilot
2: only hey we need a uh like a like a buzzer like anytime yeah. any of us i do it myself too i did it in this episode <laughs> But anytime we like break format and go past the pilot i've got an <sighs> easy button but that's the best i can do
3: Y'all, th- y'all think this is easy? It's not. <laughs> yeah,
2: especially yeah, When it's a show you've watched, it's very difficult. And uh, after the scene, we get another cutaway, and it's just like a guy walking down the aisle with his kid in a stroller, but he's just piling all the stuff on top of the child. So all you can see you is just the see kids. legs. Yeah, all you see is the legs, which is a bunch of products over him. Which I thought was pretty funny. I, I don't have a child myself, so I can't say whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> would do that personally but I, I could see how that
3: happens never to that extreme but i've put stuff on top of max when grocery shopping it's not that much room in these carriages
0: <laughs> take these hot dogs and try not to eat them
3: and if it's for a grocery
2: shopping you know it's just all that's on top of them is cookies and mac and cheese
0: <laughs>
3: basically something I mean, to be fair and and hot dogs for his hot dog toaster a hot dog toaster you know r.i.p stop working
2: for our long-time listeners, we used to talk about Ferg's hot dog toaster uh, a lot in the early episodes. It's been quite a few months since we've gotten into it, but to catch you up, Ferg did have a toaster that was meant to just slide hot dogs in. And, <laughs> and,
0: and buns. The- it toasted the buns. Yeah, you got the buns, too. It's a real double threat. It's a real intervention. How often did you use that?
3: I used it for a while, and then I got sick of hot dogs.
0: That'll do it. When you have a, when you have a piece of machinery that only makes one type of food... You really can burn out on that.
2: The novelty of it goes away. Yeah. yeah.
0: I put Takedos in it once. I'm like, this is such a good idea.
3: <laughs> frozen. That's a furlough house on fire. Is that how you broke it? Maybe. No, it just it it's now when I push the thing down, because it literally is like a toaster. You push the thing down, they go down, it they pop right up every time. So something with like the spring mechanism and the locking thing. It still heats up if I hold it down.
0: In my head it just makes me makes me think of those videos where people put things in the soda stream that aren't water and they're like, oh what's the worst that could happen? And then like red wine shoots all through their house <laughs> and like, breaks through a window. <laughs> For just shooting taquitos all over the house. Well,
2: anyways, uh now we get another scene with Jonah and Amy and he's trying to show her how bad he feels by he made a giant display with cans he was stacking that reveals a giant sad face
0: those LaCroix.
2: so you guys will see it too like when you go to supermarkets usually like the coke and pepsi vendors do that stuff where they like make all these big arts with like the boxes of 12 packs but he just used the cans itself but formed a picture with it but all i'm thinking is like she uses though well what happens when a customer wants a can of ginger root beer which is like you know in the middle so now you're gonna have to pull it out because it's covered in things but for me it's if you walk into a store
0: and you walk by and the display is just a giant sad face you go what what's happening here Is it also a throwback to Walmart, too? Because remember they had the like Walmart smiley face ad campaign our whole life as kids? Yeah. And instead of beware of falling prices, you're beware of ginger root beers that will be falling on you.
2: I just think it's so odd, like, I just think of how off-put I would be if I was walking down the aisle and just saw this giant uh, display, sad face, like, what's going on here?
0: As you walk right to the gun section <laughs>
3: <laughs> nine. It, it would make you sad and not buy soda. It's like reverse marketing, trigger, triggering sad face soda.
0: It's uh, It's all part of big water.
3: <laughs> big water. <laughs> Uh, we have a
2: point where Amy and Jonah are now walking after this, and they're they're having a little bit of a conversation and Jonah was just like, oh, I was just trying to have some fun I think talking about the face that he made and she's like maybe it's a cultural thing but around here it's uh but around here the less screwing everything up you do the better he was like are we talking about the cans of the pricing thing and she's like yeah that's the thing it's like you know all of this and he's talking about like yeah i've made mistakes but you know then he's talking about how you have to have a little bit of fun at work and then he starts talking about moments of beauty and everything and she's like wait did you just really use the moments of beauty thing from like american beauty and he literally <laughs> grabs a plastic bag and like throws it in the air and the camera kind of follows it down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it falls so non gracefully too. Yeah. it Just yeah. sort of thuds. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was kind
2: of weird to have that American beauty reference, like what must be probably 17, 18 years after the movie came out.
0: But <laughs> I do say though, anytime I see a bag of that floating, we always make that joke. Right. I was like, isn't that it, it beautiful? It makes
3: sense though. That age group
0: that the show is
3: targeting.
0: Yeah, like we all catch it. It'd be us who saw it. Yeah,
2: but I feel like, like my mother who watched Superstore has no idea what that meant.
0: Sure. Well, there's a lot of other scenes in Super uh, in uh, American Beauty that, if they did, it'd be super weird. Like Mateo's <laughs> on the workout bench. Kevin Spacey
3: just existing. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's a bummer. I don't think, I don't think I I mean, obviously, I haven't watched that in a long time, but now it's going to be a a hard one to rewatch, huh? So let's move past the bummer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Back to the sad face.
0: Yeah, we we, know,
2: yeah. (laughs) Well, moving past that scene as a whole, we get uh, another one of those weird little cuts where, first off, the song in the background is Free Your Mind by En Vogue, which doesn't feel like the typical type of Walmarty song or Target type song, but uh, you see two customers who are like, They crash carts by accident first, and they kind of smile like, oops, but then they did it again, and now they're, like, both aggressive, because now they both feel like they're in battle, and they're just trying to, like, win it. It's a really quick
3: thing, but... um, minus the battle part, this has happened to everybody in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You go to move, and the other person moves, and it's just... You know, you're now in that awkward situation. Do I stand still? Do I, do I like, move now?
0: I hate being in charge of the cart. I feel like I always get in the way of somebody, and then you're always apologizing. You try to back up, and you hit some employee who's moving, like, one of those big red things full of stuff. It's just a nightmare. I just walk away.
4: I don't apologize. I just look straight in the <laughs> eye, and I just establish dominance, and then I fight. <laughs> okay. So dominant, Cardo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take this. Beep!
2: <laughs> and then after that we get a we get a scene where cheyenne's at like the makeup department and she's doing dina's makeup and like it's very aggressive like dina's like squirming i don't think she's used to having like her makeup done in this way cheyenne's like so tell me about the special guy <laughs> and Dina's like okay male caucasian no discernible scars or tattoos very dwight <laughs>
3: I, yeah i cannot
2: i cannot unlike hear the dwight comparison now now everything she does is so dwight but yeah, anyways, Cheyenne's like, oh, yeah, sounds dreamy. It's like, yeah. And then Cheyenne tells Dina, you know, speaking of boys, I got a pretty big decision to make. My boyfriend, he, and that's when Dina's like, I'm glad we could have this conversation. And then she just takes off on her and she just walks off mid mid thing. There's no. Uh, you think they're gonna have a little chance to bond here, but she's she's just disconnected from other humans. I guess Dina just operates different.
0: Also, very shrewd.
4: Yeah, she cares about herself and her birds. I was gonna say too. I like how she only has one eye makeup done, and she's had enough of it.
3: She also says she also says a very strange line that she doesn't usually do eyeliner. Sometimes she
0: uses sharpie. <laughs> yeah.
3: it's like what? But it's probably more efficient. Just real quick for
2: it
0: that's why they do those tattoos now
2: so now from there we get mateo running up to amy and mateo's like excuse me excuse me hi i hung up everything that was in the dressing room i organized it by style color size and relevance of designer and amy's like wow good job mateo's like i enjoy hard work it's just like my mom always said if you don't work hard baby jesus will cry
3: (laughs) okay (laughs) that's <laughs> the best line of the whole episode is the way he says it. He says it with like the, ac- the Filipino accent like mocking his mother. <laughs>
2: like... And then uh really this is just another opportunity for her uh I'm sorry for him to uh just rat out Jonah again and, and tells her I don't think I could be happy fooling around in the parking lot like the other new guy. And now you see uh Jonah and Garrett having a shopping cart race with like they kind of like these like what are those mops like the the like the dry mop almost
0: Like a Swiffer. Yeah,
2: and uh, they're using those as, like, oars to, like, get through this obstacle course where they have also set up coolers in the parking lot to kind of be the uh, obstructions. And uh, is is this where we're getting um, move, bitch, get out the way, Uh, Ludacris is playing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Another, I think uh, we keep talking about it too, but the soundtrack for this also seems like it's very much garnered to
3: our generation.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause it's stuff from like when we were real little kids to when we were like in high school.
2: Yeah. You know, <laughs> so at this point too, I was not to sound funny, but how did Garrett get in the cart? Did they have to like he pick him depend. up and he
3: pushed himself up and climbed in with strong arms. Well, if somebody held the cart, you know? Yeah,
2: I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess probably still difficult, and someone would have to hold it down, but yeah, I was
0: like,
3: did they have to like pick him up and leave? And like, and then how does he get out? I would have a hard time getting in with both working legs.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> like- yeah, the idea of doing that and not hurting myself with whatever quasi-mobile legs I have is hard enough at this point amy runs out and catches
2: all this and she's like the only thing i ask you to do is put the carts away and jonah's like that's what i'm doing you see garrett fly by with a see you later sucka and then amy tells him are you trying to get fired what if glenn sees this and now you see glenn go by and he's like coming through coming through
3: I didn't, I didn't expect that at all and I yeah, I, I know. that killed me. I it's funny cuz
2: I had like seen this episode and completely forgot about it. So like it caught me by surprise again. And I like that he kind of like they used the shopping cart return thing as like the finish line so they like put some sort of tape across it and he just has to fly back into the return area for the carts. But then also the carts go back where they belong. Everybody wins. Yeah, it's perfect. He did what he was supposed to do.
3: I assume G- Garrett's been there for a while. He knows how the store works. He knows Glenn would just love to be included, and that's how they could do that without getting in in trouble, so... That is smart, yeah. Inviting Glenn, you want to join? That's what everyone's doing. (laughs)
0: Yeah! Just think of how much that stuff must have gone on at a job like that in, like, 1984 you know what i mean like pre there being cameras everywhere the amount oh, yeah. of shit you could get away with working at a job like that
2: but like at this point like i understand that there's a lot of friction between amy and jonah but when you see your boss is taking part and having fun like why are you still so strung up about it because she's so pissed off when this is happening
3: well that's her breaking point she realizes that he he's involved she can't do it and that's when she kind of breaks down and starts You know, explaining.
2: Yeah, she grabs, like, that mop from... She's like, look, I can have fun, too.
3: Woo! But also, why is she yelling at Jonah when the senior employee who he's with is doing the same thing? That's what
0: I'm saying, like... Yeah, she's yelling at Garrett because Garrett is clearly in... Well, she's just a super tight ass Yeah, Jonah's the last person, like
2: realistically you should be mad at. Like if the boss and the senior employer are doing like who's he to say, like, no, we shouldn't be doing this, you know?
0: Yeah, this is like the first episode of The Office. You wouldn't get mad at Ryan for saying put him in custody for jumping in on that. You're mad yeah. at, you know, he's the new guy. He's just trying to be like, oh, this is what's happening here.
2: You're gonna be yeah, be one of the of the crew. And during this she pushes Jonah's cart and Jonah has no brakes because it's a shopping cart, and he just flies right into somebody's car, and I was kind of hoping there was more to that. Like, they cut away right after that, and that's when we go to the new scene, but I just thought there should have been
3: some sort of an angry customer, or that was like it should have been the lady from earlier who tried to buy all the stuff and she fought with. They have a callback. We're like,
4: yeah, the worst. Ah. Like, or
3: or maybe the stool, degree. maybe the stool softener customer. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the worst day ever.
0: Good thing she didn't buy a Fender softener, am I right? Because <laughs> that would have been real bad for that car.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just thought, I thought that scene could use a little more because they made it like a big deal. Like she pushed him into the car. It's going to mess the car up. So I thought maybe a little follow through there, or but at least
3: show Jonah like hurt later.
0: Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I kind of hope that with the super fan episodes are doing of the office, there is rumor they're doing the for parks and rec, which we talked about. And I imagine if you're going to start going down the line. A show like Superstore, which we've referenced a bunch of times, is a lot like those shows and probably has a ton of very funny things that were cut out for the time run. You could probably do super fan episodes of these things and maybe yeah, there's that'd something be fun.
2: there. And something to justify having Peacock.
4: I was gonna I was just gonna ask that. Is this available on Peacock? That's yes, a, yeah, a that's a peacock where I watched. Show. Okay, okay.
1: Wait, Superstore?
4: Superstore's yeah. on Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock.
1: Wow, I watched it on Hulu. Ooh, Peacock, dipping in everywhere. Interesting.
0: Mm. I wish I remembered that because I would have seen it without commercials.
3: Yeah. Um, There's commercials on both for me because I don't have the expensive version of either, but I, I'll say this, Peacock has far less commercials than Hulu.
2: Yeah, if you have that version of Hulu, you're going to watch a lot.
3: More than if you're watching it
2: on regular TV at this point.
0: I hate Hulu. That's why I can't watch anything on, like, those Roku channels anymore. It's like, watch a movie on Tubi. Like, I'll, I'll fucking pay for it. I'll rent it. I'm not doing this
2: anymore. <laughs> uh, so I want to get back in. So this is after that happens, like I say, that was the end of the scene. The cutaway that we use this time is just a little girl peeing in a potty in the middle of an aisle.
3: Yeah. Awkward. Do
0: we yeah. get a Gordo laugh out of
4: this? This seems like a Gordo laugh scene to me. It's a more of a Gordo jealous. Cause I would totally Duke in one in the middle of a store. I mean, you I don't could.
3: have to be jealous. You can go Duke in one. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's just, it, this is attainable. <laughs> How close is the nearest target to you? There's uh, a small one on a uh, bright Nab.
3: You know, that's the kind of thing that happens at Target too, so it wouldn't even be like weird for them. It would just be like, We have a three nineteen in aisle yeah. six.
0: Like <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, I know, right?
0: I mean, I've worked in a lot of retail stores in my life and a lot of clothing retail stores, and it is more than both my fingers can count how many times I've seen people just do that in a dressing room. But not like they had an accident, just like somebody went in there,
4: pretended it was a stall, and then <laughs> left What's all the time. Dropped a deuce. Yeah, really? Did you have to clean it? What's it jackass when they went to the
3: toilet store and one of them took a shit in the um? <laughs> yeah, it was like a hardware store. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean no you don't clean it the person who's the lowest on the totem pole cleans it and luckily anytime that was a situation i was in i was not the uh earliest person working there you weren't the jonah one time it happened when i was working in a place and we had holiday help and that is a classic get the holiday help to help you move <laughs> like oh do you like this for right now are you getting paid eight bucks an hour <laughs> go <laughs> clean the
4: but <poop. laughs> i'm not doing it clean the poo. <laughs> I would literally walk out at the store if you asked me to clean human feces. Me too. Like, I would just say, fuck that. No. I'd say,
0: I'm seasonal. I got nothing to lose, bitch. Oh, yeah. You can just walk out. Gordo, it'd be kind of shitty if you walked out, though, because you're the one who did it, too. So it's just kind of not (laughs) fair that you were (laughs) I refuse to clean my own poop.
3: (laughs) (laughs) While you're at it, wipe my ass.
2: Anyways, as we keep spiraling off, uh, we get a scene with uh, Amy and and Jonah, and Amy's kind of trying to, she gives him a peace offering of some flowers that he had to throw out recently. They're trash flowers, but uh, nonetheless, she's, you know, she feels bad that she pushed him into the car, and uh, this is when Amy really opens up to him, and I thought this was, it kind of didn't fit the way that it happened, like, this conversation didn't work right where it happened or how deep it went, but she was really talking about how routine and, like, mundane her life is and how everything's just kind of the same thing over and over and over again. And she talks about like, you know, like, see this? Like, I'm going to, these glow stars are for what, like graduation. And then like these come down and then we put the back to school stuff up and then the Thanksgiving stuff and then the Christmas stuff and the Valentine's day. And she's like, and I do this every year and it's the same thing. And yesterday is just like today and today going to be like tomorrow. And I just thought, uh, it, cause, and then she also followed up with like, and that's why it's hard to find these moments of beauty, like that, you know, he spoke of. And I just thought, I don't know, like what about Jonah? makes her upset about how routine her life is because he's kind of coming in as like a breath of fresh air right because
3: the first time they met he pointed out that that job was beneath him yeah
2: but since then the whole debate between them has kind of been oh you're the fun one like you want to have fun and do these different things and then her argument to him later is about how routine her day is so you would kind of think that he's resolving that issue for her. So I just thought
3: it was kind of weird that that's how she presented her problem. I also don't think that, sorry to cut you off. I don't think that's an excuse for her character being such a tight ass. Like, right. If anything, that would probably make her want to live and shit up more. Right. So if, if I was to look back, I
2: would think that maybe the way to approach that conversation would have, instead of having her give this speech about how routine her days are, would be more about, like, how bad she needs the job. Like, listen, like, my mom's this, and, like, I, I got a kid, and this, and I can't afford I this. And, kids. Like, yeah, But, like, you know what I mean? Like, just something to, like, I didn't think this is where I was going to end up, but circumstances have led me here, and, like, I need this job, and I can't, like, and I take it seriously because of how important it is to, like, provide for my family. And I think that would have been just a more, it would have made more sense for her character to go that
0: route. One thing I was thinking about these two is like, look, you shouldn't complain because and no matter what the situation is, the grass is always greener, right? Like She can say that to Jonah because they essentially have the same sort of job, but she's way up higher than him. She's making more than him. They essentially have the same job and the same day and the same existence now, but she's in a better position than he is right so now it's a weird thing you're throwing on him but also i kept thinking of look i know it's different it's not the same but like think about what your job was when you had a job like this where like you left it at the door like we've all had jobs where you both right Where like you go home you have to work or if you didn't finish your job that day or your work that works waiting for you in the morning and then you have these jobs where it's like oh you didn't stock this whatever it's like oh the next person will yeah the
2: overnight crew is gonna reset everything yeah
0: like and you just leave it at the door and like i don't know there's some weird it's true. I've thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we worked at the convenience store gas station, Nick, right? Or like where you guys worked at the grocery store or whatever, right? Like you work for eight hours and then you leave and that's the, that's the day and you never take it with you. Right. And there's something to that. Like
2: in a nice way though. <laughs> like, no, no, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like in a ball of anxiety way. I'm like, man, I do miss those moments of like just leaving and being like, y'all want to get something to eat? And just not thinking about working. There's not
3: a lot of real weight and responsibility. Jobs like that, your only incentive to do your work is to not get hassled about it later yeah
2: Yeah, so after that is we get garrett and he's kind of giving his closing announcement for the day over the pa and we get a couple i I won't get into everything he says but we get a couple weird cutaway scenes where like someone's sleeping in the bed like one of the employees is just sleeping in a display bed and uh oddly there's a old couple that's just slow dancing what were they (laughs) slow dancing to because there was no music playing the one time they're not playing a licensed song right, is when right. we have an old it's like I, I feel like that clip was supposed to be somewhere else like it's just one of the random cutaways and then it didn't fit but they didn't want to like not use the shot because they really liked it so they just slid it in there
0: yeah like if like sea of love was playing or something it would make sense
2: they definitely tried to license closing time by, by Semisonic, and like they couldn't pull that one last minute
0: <laughs> so it just didn't or fit they the knew that that was too hard riding the office because they did it already
2: uh no, everyone's used that song though, so at that point it's okay.
0: Oh sure, Simpsons I also did hate it. That song.
2: <laughs> We're getting another like quick scene of Matteo just talking himself up, but this is all just to get to what's happening next, where uh some robber shows up and holds up the entire store with a gun. But uh and you know we get the everyone get on the ground, calm down, and then we find out that uh, oh and Dina is like. Oh, this is what I've been training for. And, and she like scurries off and you see her like using her forearms to like move like while she's on the ground going through the aisles, like shimmying down. And then we have the robber say, now I'm going to start killing somebody every minute unless unless you agree to marry me, Cheyenne. <laughs> Hit it. And then we find <laughs> out that it's Bo. Bilbo. Yes. And uh, Garrett uh, says, uh, hey, what the? <laughs> and the guy pushes him away. To play like music, uh,
3: he just rolled. Yeah,
2: and uh, like, some guy grabs his like you know. Um, well, why am I freaking, Jeez, he's like iPod he or system. Well, I was trying to think what an iPod like it was like an iPod or something. He's just playing over the speaker, completely like blanked out. I just kept wanting to say like iPhone. I'm like, it's not an iPhone.
0: No, it's an iPod. I miss iPods. A Zoom. Yeah, yeah A-Zune. it's probably a Zoom.
2: Uh, he had his he had his mini disc player, his Pono. But yeah, and at that point, that's when we see that <laughs> bow organizing. Uh, an entire flash Bilbo. mob?
0: Stop it. That's what his name is. It's actually his character name is Bilbo.
2: Okay, is it addressed in this episode at all?
0: It is not, but it's hilarious <laughs> to me that his name is Bilbo.
2: Okay. All right, well, anyways, so the uh, we got a flash mob that starts, and um, this is all done to the song Marry Me by Jason Derulo.
0: Uh, Joe, any other Jason Derulo songs you're a big fan of? I never heard this song. I hate
1: this song, and I also hate flash mobs. I want to hunt this Wait, song. Wait, that's
3: not Jason. Isn't that Bruno
1: Mars? No, this is Jason Derulo it is the worst song ever yes. made yes it's definitely jason derulo
0: jason derulo just sounds like 12 people we went to high school with who are now like you know listening to this podcast or something you mean know, like just like <laughs> dudes we knew growing up like it's just like some such a, a, a town name
2: well it's, his, it's like his shoot name the artist name like oh sure i'm just saying like yeah. i love
0: those dudes who their name isn't like johnny bravo <laughs> it's yeah. like you know greg gerulo or whatever whoa mama Whoa mama. Whoa, mama! Is that your is that your new name?
4: No, you, Johnny, That's what Johnny Bravo, Bravo says you, you never saw Johnny Bravo on Cartoon Network.
3: Not, not oh. Greg. Not Greg Brady. I was going Greg Brady. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: anyways, I want to talk about this flash mob a little bit because it was a decent flash mob, I guess. If we're gonna talk, like rate it on the uh, the flash mob scale, everything was going pretty well. There's a lot of choreography and dance moves
3: also done in the office. You, you know, shit like this bothers me on these shows and.
2: Because it's not realistic enough. It's too far from reality.
3: This pissed me off until the comment of uh, thanks. This is thanks to YouTube. And then I went like all right. That's funny. Yeah. At least <laughs> they got a
0: little meta about it. Yeah. I do appreciate that they like reference. It's like shitty. This is why this happens now.
3: <laughs> this is why the world sucks. And, and Bo does take a little
2: opportunity to wrap uh, <laughs> during his uh, like reproposal I guess this
4: all is. Do you guys want to start a flash mob? Nope. No. no.
1: No, nope. Could we? Nope, nope, no. Uh, you can. No, nope. don't. For it. Pra-
3: you stop practicing.
2: You know what I think would have been a lot better though is if we really all baited him in and said, "Yeah, man, let's do it." And I would even like go as far as like we could practice it and do everything, and then
0: <laughs> oh, I would put the hours into. We, we practice all just show up at a mall
2: one yeah. day, and
3: then Gordo just rips his pants off, and Gordo he's has in like a, a genie costume. <laughs> Gordo cul- just <laughs> alone.
1: <laughs> he's alone in a mall rips his pants off. Hey, pee in my mouth. And then the flash mob starts. <laughs> how was how how am I the only one with a soundboard? <laughs> You're the only one who says shit like that. <laughs> Do you think
4: people would want that as like a ringtone? No. no. Again, no. Do you think we could try to try to no get it? no <laughs> no
3: nope. get your own Gordo pee in my mouth? <laughs> 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 Who's boner?
0: Can we put on it the uh, iTunes store? We'll give you all the profits, Gordo. However many downloads you get? Anyways, <laughs> sh- 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 <laughs> as this uh
2: flash mob thing is concluding and Bo's done rapping, he's given a lot of last one liners and as he. <laughs> He, he shouts out a Black Lives Matter, and they just cut to Garrett, who has the most confused <laughs> what the fuck face. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the show, Garrett is black. so And Bilbo is not. Bilbo is not. So uh, his his like shock and confused... He, Garrett's expressing so many things at one moment as it cut to him during that. And it really... That got me. And he just walks... Like, he forgets what he's doing and acts like he's yeah. walking off stage. Yeah. Bo does finally, uh, propose. And this is, uh, during this, we cut to Dina, who's in the back, cause she's like on the phone saying that like, a- <laughs> I think he's about to shoot a
1: hostage cause she's watching over. She can't hear anything, but she can see the security. She can see cameras. the security yeah. cameras.
2: But you think at this point she would recognize, but she's so disconnected from her like coworkers that she probably doesn't. Actually, as I'm saying this, Amy didn't know who Bo was, right? So. <laughs>
0: dina definitely amy knows was, no. because amy saw him proposing no but he doesn't know that no, they're but together when she sells the ring she right it, know i'm saying
2: was. the top of the episode when he's buying the ring off her, he's not like oh this
3: is my co-worker cheyenne's boyfriend like it's strange to me because like she like you said she doesn't know who he is at the beginning of the episode but then throughout the rest of the series he's there all the time so why was this the first time he's ever been in there
2: maybe like, they were like, i don't know yeah maybe cheyenne was fairly new herself maybe.
0: who knows yeah i guess maybe cheyenne i mean she's in high school so maybe she doesn't work that often either because you know you can work after school or weekends
2: and i would say like the real answer to that is they probably didn't anticipate using him a lot at first he was supposed to be like a throwaway character and right. then He's so really, funny they were like Fuck yeah it. he was really funny so like let's let's find some stuff for him dina then goes to cut the lights to like distract the robber in her head from shooting <laughs> so if he can't see but this is when we reveal that all the glow stars earlier when jonah and amy were talking jonah somehow set up throughout the entire store about forty
1: thousand glow stars yeah. in a matter of 20 minutes yeah this is most ridiculous thing. Th- yeah. this is
3: where
2: they lost me <laughs> this, this scene here yeah lost me like i thought that the way that this happened was like because all i talked about earlier was how realistic everything was how the sets were spot on like everything yeah, this looked was really
1: good silly as fuck and yeah. then
2: you think like how did this one kid take first off destroyed all this merchandise but like forget that how'd he get up there yeah <laughs> somehow yeah went deep into the ceiling and was just able a to scissor like scissor
0: lift and nobody yeah. noticed him all <laughs> right, day long all, yeah. yeah just for
2: hours putting these up so i thought that was a little too uh like this was less realistic than the flash mob happening <laughs> Because it cuts and everyone's just dazzled, And it does look amazing. The visual was really cool. But everyone's like in awe and they're playing like music. And it's it's like this big magical moment. And Joan is just trying to give Amy like something to remember the day by. Because she's talking about how every day is the same. And it's supposed to be like this big sweet thing. But yeah, I just felt that it was just, it was a little too
4: dramatic. And it didn't
2: fit the tone of the show at all.
4: No, but you see that with with a lot of sitcoms, though. Sometimes is when y- y- they'll have one serious moment.
3: You know what? what what do I do when I see that in some sitcoms? I fucking cancel them.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ferg does not like when it goes this way.
3: <laughs>
2: well, yeah, this was, I thought this was like a very extreme situation. Like it really didn't fit at all. It really threw me
3: off. I said it. I said it last week. Suspension of disbelief only goes so far, and yeah, I, that really bugged me.
0: That yeah, me, me too. To be honest with that particular scene, one scene like just work out a way for him to have done that without everyone being like, wait, how? You know what I mean? Like if he got everybody together and said, hey, on our lunch breaks when she's not paying attention, let's do this because she seems to care about everybody. Like give some inkling of that's how this not could a lunch break
3: amount of work. That was that's like, a problem. That was like twelve hours of work. <laughs> but if it was everybody,
0: you could at least make the argument that. But the even then,
2: physically, do. like they they don't they don't. You would like
0: like you said, like you need like a scissor lift. You can't. oh yeah it's unrealistic i'm saying but like throw us a bone don't make it so got
3: some kind of star gun (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: like hummer simpson's makeup gun (laughs) or johnny b bad's t-shirt gun because we haven't mentioned wrestling yet this episode i'm a bad man (laughs) but moving on from that that's
2: when we get like kind of the closing scene where they're all outside in the parking lot and they're all are they all actually drinking beer was that what they were supposed to be drinking it's like sparks
3: the cloud nine soda he
2: says it so it was alcoholism. not alcohol. Malt okay.
4: beverage. He says malt
1: beverage. Yeah, he said He's it was a malt beverage.
2: beverage. Like so it is alcohol. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. So it, it is. Go. So they are, they're all sharing a drink with each other in the parking lot and having like a little toast to Cheyenne who's drinking juice because she's pregnant.
3: It's not recommended to have orange juice when you're pregnant because it's acidic and it makes the baby like move around. Oh. Real well, fact. That's what they tell you to do for ultrasound so you can, uh, you know, get a picture of the baby's parts.
0: Seeing through see the dingling? you want to see Baby Dick, drink some OJ. <laughs> well, if you try to determine the sex of the baby. You got hang dong. <laughs> Otherwise, you never know. It's recommended that the mother uh, eats just a little bit of Viagra <laughs> to make the penis grow. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: That's weird. That's super weird. Yeah, if she has an any then she'll get an outie. How do outie. we... I mean go just move on from i'm, <laughs> I'm just sharing parental yeah. knowledge and jade's gonna take yeah, and it the baby horse-shoeing, like baby boners into it and it's fucking gross
2: <laughs> that's how it happens like i'm sorry i didn't make the science up bill nye once told us <laughs> about this it was actually mr wizard <laughs> who baby's boner oh boy but yeah so that they're all talking and um you know we there is a nice little part where you see uh Bo in the background with some cops because he's very much getting arrested for this uh fake robbery that he did
0: also we talk about that he asks her are you going to marry me or are you going to be a dick about it which i think <laughs> is the best proposal of all time that was one of the best lines that i missed it yeah like i'm sad i didn't use that line me too as they're all talking i like there's a little part
2: where Shine's like all right well i should go bail out my boyfriend now or i mean bail out my fiance
3: and glenn's like "Ah." but before that she um she hugs Jonah and said, if it wasn't for the stars, I wouldn't have done it, which makes him look bad to Amy, who doesn't want them to get married.
2: He, he's already like in so much hot water with Amy. And yeah, it was made clear earlier that Amy does not want those two to get married. She does not like Bo one bit. Bilbo. Oh, And then we get like a little part where Amy and Jonah are walking alone and kind of having like their last interaction of the episode. And Jonah apologizes, you know, for what he did. He just wanted to make today seem different than yesterday. And Amy has a nice little quick, you know, reply was like, well, you know, jokes on you then because like this same exact thing happened yesterday. So they had like a nice little moment, like they're warming up to each other now. I think she appreciated what he did for her um, as unrealistic as it may have been. And this is when Jonah signs off with this thing, like, you know, you know, see you later, like champ. And that's when she finally says Amy and tells him her name, which you think I get. I mean, it's supposed to be a nice moment, but I guess, again, if we're going to dissect and be real about it, you're going to, everyone there knows her name and probably will call her by name throughout the day. So she could probably only keep that up for so long, unless she
3: got everyone else in on it. Clearly like, ask Garrett too, who yeah.
0: clearly he's already bonded with. <laughs> I kind of think, though, that he does know her name, but he wants her to say it to him. That like, could be, yeah, that could be part of it. She's aware her name is Amy, but he's waiting for her to, like, say it. You know, I think that's what that is because Garrett would have said it every That's his said green it. light, if you will. Does he get green litter canceled? <laughs> we'll find out soon.
2: But yeah, so she says her name's Amy, and he says, Nice to meet you, Amy. And Garrett steps in and says, You know, you should come with us, man. Like, we're going to throw some mannequin limbs in the dumpster and watch garbage men freak out. <laughs> See,
3: funny in theory. But so are they going to throw these in and then wait there until morning?
1: (laughs) 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 Like three in the morning. It's like 10 p.m. They did just drink a bunch of malt caffeine, though. So (laughs) that's true. If you drank a bunch of sparks, you're up that. That's
0: that's happening. But,
2: you know, they could be like they set it up now. And then when they come back in in the morning, watch it, you know, watch it all play out potentially. But yeah, he says that that sounds awesome. And he's like, it is awesome. Come on. And then they take off. And this is what I actually really like this about the episode. Because it's a big, big reveal to end the episode. Because now that Amy's alone and she's walking to her car, she uh, takes her wedding ring out and puts it on. And then she kind of looks up at the stars. So you
3: don't realize that she's married. This was foreshadowed earlier, too, when Cheyenne says, I wish it wasn't still a policy that we can't wear jewelry when she's talking about her engagement ring.
4: I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this because you can wear a wedding ring at work. I'm sorry. Do you work at Cloud9? Um, actually... That I take it that <laughs> actually they are I from. do. Actually. What? no, 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 no. They—they're the, actually this one. They're actually in the United States of America, and a wedding band is a religious symbol. I.e., they cannot make you take a wedding band off because that is an infringement upon your religious rights. Even as a cook, when you're dealing with heavy freight
3: like that, it can become dangerous because the ring can snap your finger off. That is a policy at a lot of
4: places like that where you're dealing with heavy freight.
0: Yeah, if you're in like freight or boom. Actually, But I think you can wear it. It's recommended you don't, though. It's
4: recommended you don't, yeah. but they, they cannot make no. a policy that says that you cannot do it because that is against
1: Speaking the law. Speaking of, did we talk about how they are based in St. Louis? No. Uh,
2: no. Yeah, it comes up, it does come up at some point in the episode.
1: Because he says it when he's standing on the conveyor belt, I think. He's like, oh, you know, St. Louis, whatever. Yeah, oh, just, yeah he does. Okay. At the end of the flash mob, he does I yell that out. that was a really strange city to pick to base a show like this in. I didn't understand why St. Louis. Middle of the country, I guess. Isn't that where Walmart's based out of? I don't know. No, no, I'm the, not sure. They're...
0: I know Walmart, Walmart is now based the on the the out of
1: planet
3: Earth. Because they're
0: everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forget. where somewhere in the south.
2: Uh, Ferg and Gordon, do you guys want to go back and forth just nerding out over policies and federal
0: laws? (laughs) Or we could maybe wrap this one up, boys. Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, what did you guys think about that reveal? I mean, forget, um, legally whether or not that's anything.
4: That was really, really good because now I don't know what to know. Now I don't know what to expect.
2: Yeah. So I'll say the first time I ever saw the episode, like, and then rewatching, like, I love how there's no hints for her. Like, yes, they do allude to the policy earlier. They give you a little foreshadowing. But there's nothing that's going to make you think that this is coming. There's no like little hints throughout the episode that she's even trying to drop or anything like that. So when that happens, it like you go, oh, wait a minute, because they're clearly setting up her and Jonah. And now this obstacle isn't the fact that she's, you know, just seeing someone like she's full on married. So I I thought there was like a really big twist to just drop on you like real fast as the
4: episodes closing out. I do, too. But the way she looked up at the stars, because she looked at the stars at the end of the episode the same way she looked at the ceiling. So... What it says to me, what I think, never having seen this episode, never ever seen the show rather, maybe her husband is dead and she's just kind of keeping that on and looking up as kind That's of interesting, a reminder. Actually. I'll say
2: to have someone who didn't watch the show, that is an interesting take to hear from someone. Yeah. Because I wouldn't think that way necessarily right off the bat. But I don't want to get too into it because I don't want to, A, spoil the show for you, or B, get into episodes we don't talk about because we're staying pilot-based only anyways. But yeah, no, I think that's a really good point because I, I guess I didn't dawn on me at the time. I mean, that's going to pretty much conclude the whole episode. Uh, it ends on that big, I don't want to say cliffhanger, but plot twist for sure. Superstore as a whole, though, anything you guys want to talk about before we close it out?
3: Uh, just that Walmart is based out of Arkansas.
2: Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, again, before before we close it out, I I do think again the show the way that the set works, and we talked about it at the very beginning. But the thing I liked about it was that because they use this like set, and even when they recreate it later on the soundstage, it feels big and open, and it doesn't feel like a closed on like closed in sitcom. So everything's reproduced, but I don't know the vibe of it. Just because they shot it the way they did, makes it just way more believable than if it was. Like an old standard sitcom where they just recreated a small yeah. set and you could, it's a store, but it's really, you could tell it's not a store, like how most other stores would have attacked, uh, yeah. mo- most of the shows would have attacked that before. I think that really aids to what, it's what makes the show work to me, is the fact that they set it up that way. I think it, had they not put that kind of uh detail in for the sets, even with the same writing, acting, like everything. It just wouldn't land the same way. Like you really
3: needed that authenticity. Are you surprised that this show, just given when it came out, the style it is that it wasn't done in documentary form?
0: I'm a little surprised by that actually. I remember yes. the, or- the
3: original commercials made it look like it was. I remember comparing it to The Office.
1: Having said that, though, I'm I'm really glad it's not. Me too. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it it's, works b- it's like been this, yeah. outdone
3: a little bit, but yeah,
1: and this works too, better. Yeah.
0: I mean, this stands yeah. alone. For the
2: time it came out, though, you're right. I I could easily see this workplace ensemble thing being presented that way. It absolutely could have gone either way, and I bet there were discussions about
1: it when they first created the show. This is also, as far as I can tell, um, the writer Justin Spitzer. I think this is his first show. Like this is the first thing he's ever done. So maybe that plays into why it. Wasn't no, he's shot he's on movie. movies and stuff. He did um
0: he did the American Gangster movie.
1: Oh, he was actually a producer on The Office for, like, six years.
0: Yeah, he wrote... He's actually, like, the producer and creator, I think, of um, American Auto now. He wrote, like, um...
1: He produced for Mulaney, too, actually. Yeah, he actually did
0: Mulaney, too. Yeah, Yeah. he did, like, episodes from The Office, like, Did I Stutter? So he's written a bunch of good stuff. And Mulaney. (laughs) Yeah, he wrote a bunch of great (laughs) stuff, and then Mulaney. (laughs) Also, I keep saying to everybody, everyone should watch that American Auto show. It is seriously great.
2: And I'm sure we'll cover it pretty soon. Uh, We've talked about it, so that could be coming in the in the future but yeah let's uh let's just jump into it guys let's do the green light or cancel i'm going to go in the order that i currently see you in so ferg starting with you
3: great show it's got a lot of stuff i like about it i think it starts a lot stronger than it ends i don't like the last third of the show you talking episode or a series this episode sorry show the show the episode i don't okay. like the the last third of this episode that being said, when I first watched this show, I hated the pilot. And watching it for now a third time because I rewatched the show, it's actually a hilarious pilot. And I don't know what I saw the first time. So just shows you give shows another chance. I'm 100% giving it a green light. I love these characters. They all have so much personality. Big ensemble cast, yet you somehow get to know each and every one of them, which is really hard to do, which we've seen on some of our other episodes where they have ensemble casts. So, yeah, green light for me. Nick.
1: Yeah, I kind of have an identical uh, route to this show that Ferg had for some reason. I don't think we've even ever discussed it. This is the third time I've seen this pilot because the first time I saw it, I did not like it. And I gave it another chance and ended up loving the show. And I think, Ferg, what the difference is, is you're watching this pilot with the knowledge of what these characters become. Which makes you, which makes it easier to appreciate them, I think. So maybe they didn't do that great of a job with the characters. Or maybe, I, I don't know, because I, I, I'm as confused as you are. I don't know why I didn't like it the first time, and I love it now. Yeah. This episode specifically. But I'm, I, it has to have something to do with the fact that we know these people better. It's a green light. It's fun. It's just, like, I feel like I say that for every show that I green light, that it's fun, but I feel like that's what I want for a sitcom, right? Like, I want to have fun watching it. I don't want to be bored. Um, I want to be invested in the characters, and I got all of that with this episode, so that's a green light for me.
0: Yo, I think one of the things Ferg said that is so... I agree with so much is that it's a short show but you get such a glimpse of everyone's personality in that time which is really hard to do with the big ensemble cast and we sometimes talk about the like halcyon days of when parks and rec and the office and 30 rock and everything on thursday were happening and this show to me feels like the weird natural successor to that which is just such a great time in tv and then justin spitzer's new show american auto is the first show in a few years i've felt is carrying that sort of torch. So there's something about the way he writes, and I love the office episodes as well he wrote, um, that just bring me to that happy Thursday place. Uh so I really love this episode. I think it was maybe the second time may, the second or third time I've seen it. I have watched the series all the way through. And uh it was one of those times where I was like, oh, I just want to keep watching this right now. We have dinner because I just really am enjoying it. So I'm sure I will go back and maybe tonight or tomorrow rewatch a bunch of it. Uh so green light for me.
4: Gordo It's a green light for me. I can definitely understand what you guys were saying, that you guys didn't know the characters and maybe you didn't like it at first, but there was enough there that I've me not knowing anything about the characters, like you all have said, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, you get enough of it and it's fun enough that I want to see more. So I'll probably watch that tonight. So it's a green light for me. I really liked it.
2: Yeah, and um, I'm going with the rest of you guys. It's it's a green light for me as well. I think with shows like this and what I think they did a good job with is, again, the authenticity and not just the set, but just the vibe and the camaraderie. And when you watch a show like this, it just makes you, it, you think about when you worked in jobs like this or if you don't now, when you did in the past. But it does make you reminisce and it just it's so relatable in that way. And I think that's what makes the show like fun for you, because you can see yourself there with them. You could see yourself working at Cloud9 and talking to people like this and how your day would be, cause you you know, you were there at some point. Or I was at least. But yeah, uh everything about this show just really clicked with me. I really did not like that star scene. I thought it was like it would have been cool somewhere else, like not here, not the way it was done. But yeah, other than that, uh everything flowed. It's just like, I just wish it didn't have that weird little taste in my mouth towards the end because it just didn't fit the tone of the show. But other than that, I loved it. Easy green light for me. So that's five of five, guys. That's a perfect score for Superstore. So thanks to everyone who's listening. i
0: surprised on that one. No,
2: I'm yeah, not surprised myself either.
0: In our old age
2: yeah but uh yeah thanks everyone for listening want to remind you guys once more go to s1e1pod.com that's where you can go to find all our social medias all the links to where you can listen to us please rate review subscribe do all that stuff there follow us on our socials again keep beating it to death we need the followers so thank you when you do we're getting a lot of downloads, so we just want to see that translated to our social media a little bit so we can interact with you guys more because the more we get from there, the more we're able to craft our show in a way that you would best uh, see it fit and do the shows you want to see and, you know, figure out what it is that you like and don't like. So that's a good uh, indicator for us. Plus, we just like interacting with the people who listen to us, so that's always fun for us. But again, s1e1pod.com is where you can go to do that. But that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you, guys. Goodbye.
0: This Zima tastes like candy.
3: Baby Jesus will cry!